My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hey, bloggers. If you listen to my April reviews update episode, you know that I spoke with Marie Haynes about getting to the point in our content as quickly as possible and also being a little bit more succinct within the content. And one of the ways that she encouraged me to do that was to use bullets. Now, not through the whole article, use them sparingly, but I've been trying to do that as I update some of my content that was impacted by the reviews update. And when I started to do it, I realized I didn't have a really good handle on copywriting rules or best practices when it comes to bullets. So I thought I would share with you what I learned through that research that I did before I started writing them in my own content. So here's the gist, people. A good bullet is basically a mini headline. And if you can think of your bullets as mini headlines, M-I-N-I, not M-A-N-Y, although you could have many, many headlines. Okay, I'll stop. But if you can think of your bullets as mini headlines that you're using in order to grab a reader's attention and to help them scan the content better, then it's going to make a world of difference in how you write your bullets, how you capture your bullets. Now, when I teach bullet writing in my content update system course, one of the questions that I get is often, what's when do I use a bullet and when do I use numbers? Or what's the difference between the two? So I want to cover that. Numbers are used when you're outlining steps or procedures that need to go in a certain order. So if I'm giving you the steps for cooking an egg or washing your dog, those need to go in order. You're going to want to put the egg in the water before you crack the shell after the egg's already boiled. The steps are very, very important. <laughs> so that's when the list needs to be numbered. If the list doesn't have a particular order, for example, if I'm just listing um, in a bullet the things that a person should have on their desk, looking around at my desk now, I've got my phone and my notebook and my water bottle and a pen and my laptop and the microphone, those don't need to be in a certain order. So a bullet list works great for that. And that's the difference between the numbered list and the bullet list. The other question um, that I often get is about punctuation. And here's what I learned um, from Copyblogger about punctuation. And that's that if the bullet list includes one word like pen, notebook, phone, laptop, then you want to begin each letter with a lowercase. If it is multiple items in the list, whether it's a sentence or not, it could just be a phrase like a big blue water bottle or fountain pen or purple notebook. 
more than one word, then you want to begin that list of bullets with a capital letter. So if Purple Notebook was in my bullet list, the P in Purple Notebook would be capitalized. And then when it comes to punctuation, you would only add punctuation to the end of the words in the bullet if they actually created a sentence. So if I listed Purple Notebook, it would not have a period at the end. If I listed um, My Purple Notebook is on the desk as a bullet, then that would have a period at the end. But My Purple Notebook on the desk doesn't sound like a great headline, right? So you'll want to really think about how to make those bullets pop. And at the same time, keep them scannable. When you're doing, when you're using bullets in your article, you want to make sure that they all begin with the same part of speech. And ideally, that part of speech is a verb. So my purple notebook wouldn't be a great, <laughs> a great bullet list. Although, you know, if it makes sense, it makes sense. If I'm listing things on a desk, they can't start with a verb. But if I am listing um, the best things to do in uh, I'm trying to think of a place, Denver, or let's say Colorado, then I might, instead of adding Rocky Mountain National Park, I might say hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park. So starting with a verb there. And then the other thing you want to keep in mind is that if you're listing, let's say three things or five things in a bullet, let's go with our best things to do in Colorado list, then it's it's easier for the reader to consume. It makes the content more readable, more scannable if you keep the bullets symmetrical. So if I said hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park, and then if the next one was rafting, well, that's one word compared to um, a more long phrase. Or if I said Rafting, instead of rafting on the Arkansas River, that might be a better way to keep them symmetrical. And so symmetrical is not just the number of words, uh, although that is a, uh, a part of it. It's the amount of information that you're sharing. So one sentence for each bullet as opposed to one word for one bullet and one and you know five words for another bullet and two sentences worth of words for the third bullet that doesn't feel symmetrical to the reader if you want to write two sentences worth of words for each bullet that's great you just want to do that for each and every bullet when the user understands the pattern when there is a pattern there for the user to pick up on then it becomes more scannable for them even if it is two sentences worth of copy per, for each bullet and then you want to make things succinct. So again, uh, starting with the same parts of speech. So instead of saying, for example, you will love riding the train this fall, I might just say ride the train or ride the train in fall. And instead of saying, let's say, this car seat is best for preemies. Think of it like a headline, best car seat for preemies. Or if the whole article is about car seats, I might just say best for preemies. And the final thing I'll say is that because these are many headlines, you want to use them sparingly. I am not suggesting that you have an article with three different groups of bullets and each one of those bullets has 25 things listed in it, or that you have an article that is, you know, 100 bullet points. You want to use them sparingly because, again, the whole point is to help the reader 
get um, help you drive the point home to the reader as fast as possible, help them scan the article and see the information that they are they're looking for as quickly as possible. So the other thing I like to do in that scenario is to bold the important words. So I might bold, if I say hike Rocky Mountain National Park, I might say Rocky Mountain NPS to keep it more short and and bold Rocky Mountain. Um, If I say ride the Durango Silverton Railway, then I might bold Durango Silverton train, for example. So I'm keeping the cadence the same, starting with that verb at the beginning of the bullet, keeping each of the lines symmetrical, and then bolding the um, important words. And to be honest, hike and ride aren't very exciting action words. So if I could had better, more exciting, more powerful action words to use there, then I can draw on those, but not at the risk of overcomplicating the grouping of bullets. Because again, the entire reason for doing this is grabbing their attention and allowing them to scan the content um, as quickly as possible, keeping everything brief and readable. It's a whole different world when it comes to how we create content now on our on our blog posts. It's very different than writing for a magazine article or writing for a book. And to be honest, it's different kind of um, copywriting for SEO than it was, you know, even a year or two ago. So you want to demonstrate your experience. You want with the information that you share, you want it to be unique enough that it's not something an AI tool could use. It's not something that's just regurgitated off um, a collection of other articles about the same topic, that you are bringing your experience in. You're leaving that filler content out and you're making the point of the article easy to get to, easy to read, easy to understand, and as quickly getting them there as quickly as possible. So if you're considering adding these bullets, then you might add them to the top of your post, maybe right after your very, very short introduction. I hope that helped. I hope that served you. And listen, if you have any other questions that you'd like us to address on the podcast, please email them to me, leslie at lesliepeterson.com. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.